Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Well, howdy, folks. Uh, Corn Bandit here with you this evening. Uh, welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, unfortunately, my, uh, well, no, I'll say fortunately, uh, our uh, our host, uh, the man who puts it all together, is unable to join me tonight. Uh, he and his wife uh, welcome their second child into this world today. So um, he's been a little bit busy, and uh, I said, "Hey, you know what? I'll uh, I'll take this one solo, pal." So um, from the bottom of my heart, buddy, Mister El Bandito and his wife, Mrs. El Bandito. And to young Jeb, congratulations! Uh, the 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 fun has just started, and uh, it's uh, I think it's kind of crazy that that uh, you know the his daughter was born on on Texas Independence Day. So, uh, Jimmy, your your sweet daughter will be literally one of the only kids in our group that I actually remember their birthday on. Uh, so, uh, but that is really cool. Texas Independence Day. Uh, one of my, my dearest friends in the whole wide world, having his daughter, um, yeah, I couldn't get any better than this. So, uh, so since I'm running this one by myself today, I thought that yeah, it would be good to answer a couple of the emails uh, that, that we get. We, we do get some, which is, which is really cool. We also get a lot of, uh, not a lot, but we, we definitely get some folks that talk to us on social media and you know, some of these questions I, I thought are, are good to bring up and, you know, we, we typically will, uh, we won't really talk about them, you know, on the, on the, the program, if you will, uh, unless we're actually talking about the subject. So uh, what I've kind of done here is I've kind of taken the list and just kind of, uh, summarized them or paraphrased them, if you will. So, uh, uh, then we cut out all the other stuff. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. So, the uh, the first question we get, and I think it's a really good one, is uh, if you have the choice, would you feed protein or cottonseed, and why? So, yeah, that's I think that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, I I think that uh, one of the limitations that you're going to get with cottonseed is the fact that. Um, it, it's not always going to be available. Okay. Uh, moreover, it's, um, it can still be kind of difficult to find. And of course at Feed Bandit, we are definitely working on that to make it easier to find, but that's still a work in progress right now. But, um, so that, that would be my only thing is that it is a little bit more difficult to find. Um, it's also not as convenient to store, Okay, I mean, yeah, they do make cotton seed that comes in a in a sack, but I think that's relatively expensive. So you, yeah, you really want to look at it in the bulk form. Uh, and if you don't have access to a trailer or a shed or something of that nature, it can be very difficult. Whereas protein, uh, protein pellets. I mean, if you had to, you can just keep it at your house, you know. Um, so if I had to pick one uh, or the other, I think I would. I think I would go with protein. Uh, I think that. Uh, protein again. I think it's a little easier to feed. Um, it, it's more available. It's it's easier to find. You know, also protein. I actually was reading about this the other day. Protein is actually got deer protein pellets. That is, 
has actually got minerals and vitamins in it as well. Uh, whereas a cottonseed is just, uh, is, is really just kind of pure, um, I, I want to say fat, but, but pure, um, well, I guess you could say fat. So, um, you know, again, protein's kind of a more complete, um, uh, more, uh, I guess a complete ration form, if you will. Um, so that's, that's, that, I think that's, that's definitely in my opinion. Now on, on the, on the downside, you know, protein is more highly sought after by non-target species, such as raccoons. Of course, if you've got a protein feeder that's, that's got the tubes and you got you a pair of coon hoods on there, which you should, if you've got a, a tube protein feeder, uh, you're going to be in great shape. The coons will never touch your protein again. Uh, but then obviously hogs, okay, hogs are always going to be a problem. Uh, e- even for those of us that have got the two protein feeders, you know, if you get a real big one, they can still get in there. Of course, if you have a trough feeder, it's it's um, a trough pro- protein feeder, which I actually I do like. I think they're kind of cool, but uh, the the amount of non-target uh, animal consumption is, is probably a heck of a lot higher. So, um and that would be my reason for you know for maybe going with cottonseed, but uh, I think overall there's I think there's a few more benefits to protein uh, than cottonseed, and of course if you can do both like we do, and a lot of, like a lot of people are, uh, I think that's a I think that's a great thing. Uh, next question is uh, still on the topic of protein, which is good. This is you know this is early March. This is the antler growing season. Uh, can you put protein in a spin feeder? Won't it get clogged? Well. It can certainly get clogged, and, and that I think that's been one of the the real uh, the real nuisance, uh, one of the real it, it, you know pain in the butt problems with protein, uh, especially back in the day before they started putting that rain shield stuff on there. You know, most of the protein feeds now for protein deer pellets uh, actually have a you know almost like a little coat on it. They can you know withstand a little bit of moisture. When I say a little bit, I, I mean a little bit. Okay. Um, if it's going to be sitting there in water, it's going to blow up like puffy cat food, you know, that you, you know, you're in your pet cat's bowl. So, um, but yeah, can, can you feed out of a spin feeder? Absolutely. And I, I do it all the time. You know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, the, the benefits and how much fun it is to have a house feeder, you know, so at Rancho Bandito, we've got a, a 600 pound, uh, stand and fill all seasons feeder that we've got down, um, kind of, kind of below our house so that, you know, we, we have it go off in the early morning and the late evening, you know, to kind of accommodate the, the spring and summertime feedings, uh, for, for the deer. And it's a lot of fun to watch the animals do that. Well, you know, the, the way I kind of look at it is that, you know, during this time of year, you know, if you're going to feed him anything, let's, let's, let's try to feed him something that's going to actually help him. You know, as far as body weight is concerned, as far as antler development is concerned for the does, it's going to be for lactation and overall health. So we feed protein. Uh, and so one of the things that we do to ensure that the protein does not get clogged in the spinning mechanism, uh, a couple of things. First of all, you know, after every big rain, as much as humanly possible, we go down there and we just kind of spin the plate, right? And we, we make sure that, you know, that, that, you know, if there is a little clog or if, if there is, if it's been, if it's been there stagnant, uh, that we're getting that wet protein out there. Uh, but the other thing that we've done that's been very successful is that we have adjusted the the height of the spinning mechanism to the to the bottom of the feeder so it's, it's it's a little bit more open so that those pellets can 
can flow freely. And I'll tell you, we've been doing this for about five years now, and it's been it's been pretty successful. Now, with all that being said, um, you know, every spin you're going to spin out a hell of a lot more protein um, than, than you would if it was a little bit tighter. But you're not going to get as clogged as much. So. Um, I, I definitely think you can feed protein out of a spinner, a spin feeder. And the other thing is make sure your battery and, and solar panel are in good shape, uh, especially for those of you who cannot, you know, get down to your property as frequently as you'd like. You know, of course, everybody would like to be there every weekend, but there is nothing more miserable than showing up, you know, in a hot May day and, and going to knock on your feeder, right? And, Oh boy, you know, you, you realize that your battery died right after you filled up with protein. Uh, and God forbid you had a little leak in there and then you got to deal with 500 pounds of rotten grain, which uh, let me tell you is a gag fest. So again, make sure your battery's working, adjust your, 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 uh, your spin, I guess your, your height of your, uh, spinning device, you know, to, to accommodate the, the little bit bigger protein pellets. Now the next question is, what is the deal with Double Down Protein? Okay, so I actually reached out to the folks at Double Down Protein uh, a couple weeks ago to see if they come on the podcast, and they are incredibly busy. Just a, a really, really cool story, I'm sure. I, it, it seems like on social media, I see, um, I see a new dealer every single day. So it, I, they're doing something right. They've got to be. So uh, I, I truthfully, I, I've been asked this before, and I don't really know the difference. You know, between their protein and everybody else's, I'm assuming it's just a different formula. Um, it's probably got more vitamins and, and, and minerals and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they're getting some great results down there at the ranches that are feeding it. So, um, you know, it, it's a really, really cool deal. So we will continue to work with those folks and try to get them on the uh, on the podcast so we can ask them what makes it work. So that's um, that's exciting. That's Hopefully we'll get to speak with them. Uh, next question, when is the best time to scout for turkey? So uh, the Texas turkey season is coming up here, I think, actually at the end of March uh, is when the youth season starts, which is freaking awesome. Uh, truthfully, I, I think the youth, the youth season should be at least two weeks before the regular season, but uh, it ain't up to me. So really, when is the best time to to scout for turkey? Well, that's, that's a great question. Uh, you know, typically... Uh, you know, so are the, the regular turkey season starts, I think the first weekend of April for us. So what I will probably do is a couple of weeks before that, if I'm, if I can, uh, is I like to do a technique that's called putting them to bed. And so what that technique is, is basically, you know, you, you get out there in, the, in your, your vehicle, your pickup or your ATV or whatnot. And, you know, towards the evening hours, you listen for those birds as the end. You know, and what they do is, is they, they, you know, they, they get together underneath their roosting tree and they'll gobble and whatnot and they'll fly up in their tree. So that's, that's what they say by, you know, putting them to bed is you actually see where they fly up. So you kind of know where they, where they fly down now. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of the hunting shows where they're like, okay, we put those birds to bed and we're going to be here in the morning. You know, I, I, I don't like blowing them off the roost like that. In other words, you know, if, if I were to sit, you know, 20 yards from, you know, the roosting trees, so they fly down. Yeah. I'm probably going to get a Tom and it's going to be great. But, 
I'm also going to blow the rest of the birds out there. And uh, who knows, you could blow them off your property. So, um, you know, the, the, the best time to, to scout for Turkey, uh, you know, is, is I, hell, I think it's starting now. They become pretty routine. The, you know, the, the hens will be going to nest, um, you know, the next, uh, couple of weeks, uh, maybe a month from now, something of that nature. So uh, I, I'd say now is as good as time as any, um, you know, the, obviously if, if you know of any prime food sources, okay, you know, where you see them frequently during deer season, stands a chance they'll probably be there in turkey season as well. So, obviously, deer feeders are a, are a good spot but uh, to, to search for turkeys and to hunt turkeys. So, um, go uh, go enjoy it, man. There, there are some counties and there are some areas of Texas that don't even, that don't even really have turkeys. I mean, and I know the Rio Grande turkey has really just, you know, spread out very, very far and near, you know, or excuse far and near, uh, spread out everywhere throughout the state. But, you know, I, I, re- I remember growing up in Throckmorton that it was, it was kind of rare to see a turkey. Um, so it, it's really a, it's really a cool species to hunt. Let us know if you got any questions. It, it it's definitely different. It's definitely different. I mean, yeah, you can sit in the blind, but getting down on the ground, playing cat and mouse with them, that's, that's the fun thing. You know, imitating a female turkey and, Bringing that big old jelly head within 30 yards is really cool. So, uh, all that being said, I uh, my mission to get my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, Abby, a hog, is still ongoing. And uh, it just blows my mind that that now her first quote-unquote big game animal might be a might be a turkey. So, uh, I finally gotten her a gun that I'm very excited about. I'm not gonna talk too much about it because I'm gonna try to get some video. And talk about it. Uh, this this particular shotgun is, uh, I'm assuming, is to be very kid friendly. I'm very excited about it. So we're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. Um, all right. Second to last question here. How's the hog hunting been? Well, it, it's definitely gotten better. I think this question's probably come from the fact that on our last five or six podcast, oh hell, really, ever since every podcast since uh, November, we've been complaining about how terrible the hog hunting has been. Uh, and again, that was because we had this massive acorn crop, um, and they just weren't hitting the feeders, you know, and they're in the, they're in the thick stuff and it makes it challenging. So, uh, now that it's a great question the, the hog hunting has definitely picked up. Uh, I'm not going to say that, that they're done with, that they're done pounding the, uh, the acorns, but, uh, they've, they've definitely put a, you know, they probably finished a majority of them off again, biggest, biggest, uh, acorn crop that, that we've ever had in the state of Texas, at least in my, uh, in my 39 years. So, uh, it's definitely improving. We, we've definitely shot some, my, uh, my father's got some fun night vision stuff. So we've been able to play with that. And we got a video that we'll be, we'll be uh, posting. It's on our YouTube page. If you want to go look at it. So, uh, having, having a good time with that. Uh, okay, here's one uh, we've talked about before, but explain your name, Feed Bandit. So yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Why why the name Feed Bandit? Okay, well, when when uh, El Bandito and I started talking about the concept of Feed Bandit, it was it was very simple, and it really still is to this day. Um, you know, we were looking to create a a platform that hunters could go on to. And they could say, okay, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I'm hunting in Lano, Texas. Uh, and I need to buy uh, corn and protein. So instead of stopping at the big box stores and whatnot, you know, we, we made it, we, and it's still to this day, this is what we're working on right now. 
we're uh, we're making it so that those hunters can find you know the needed products in route to their land. Um, that's one of the, the the biggest problems that I had when I was we were hunting in Throckmorton. Is you know I would leave Dallas at, at 5 o'clock, and we get down to Throckmorton around uh, you know ten because of the traffic and whatnot. And then I had to come back into town to get all my feed, and then do all the fears. Well, the time it was all said and done, I <laughs> I've got. I've got uh, you know less than I've like got less than a couple hours to you know shoot coyotes or fish or something like that, and it just drove me crazy. And so I always asked my dad and a couple of the other guys that were, were buying all the corn and said, "Listen, can, you know, is there somewhere else we can stop along the way that you know? I mean, I love supporting our local feed store there, but you know, maybe is there somewhere else I could stop that I could pick it up just once or twice so I can enjoy my Saturday?" And that's kind of where the idea came from. So. Um, again, so we, by feed bandit, uh, obviously we all know what the, the bandit is, right? The feed bandit, you can see it on our logo. It's the raccoon. So our slogan is we'll find your feed, just like the raccoon is the first animal to find your feed. So uh, again, we are still working on that hunter search. We're actually reaching out to feed stores as we speak right now, because a lot, some of the, the big benefits of, of this is we're really going to help put a lot of these feed stores on the map. Okay, just because you got a website or just because you got social media doesn't mean that you've been found by every hunter that drives past your store. And so what we're really doing is we're really trying to to get a lot of content on our website so that you know when the hunter says, "Hey, I'm in Dallas and I'm hunting near Fredericksburg," you know that that individual can search for stores in route and um, you know he he or she can can make a you know an educated decision. Hey, I'm going to stop here and uh, you know just outside of um, uh, you know Crawford, Texas, because there's a feed store there, and I'm going to that's where I'm going to buy my feed. So uh, really, we're trying to bring those 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 crucial those crucial dollars you know out of the big box stores and bring it back to where it all began, which is obviously at the feed store. So. Uh, don't mean to be on my soapbox there, but uh, it, it is uh, it is definitely a new idea. We are very excited about it. it's being done in a lot of other industries. I mean, you know, remember you there, there's all kinds of ho- hotel search engines that you can go search. You know, you can go find the best deal. Well, now they got a search engine that searches all those search engines that'll help you find the best deal. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. So we're trying to bring this technology and this 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 idea to the um, uh, you know to to the to the hunting world to the feed world and obviously with the benefit being to the hunter but obviously to the feed store as well i mean the feed stores in small town texas are you know they're they're the backbone of, of these towns and and we're trying to help so uh, if you got anybody uh, you know you know anybody who owns a feed store and whatnot send them our way we would Again, we're just now getting started with reaching out to feed stores, you know, you know, pitching the concept to them. Uh, so far, it's been very well received. We're, we're very excited what's, uh, what's to come. So anyway, that is going to do it for me tonight. Again, congratulations to El Bandito and Mrs. Bandito on the new bundle of joy. Uh, happy Texas Independence Day, everybody. Uh, don't forget, obviously, and I, I know you won't, that the Alamo, uh, Fall of the Alamo is coming up in approximately four days. So make sure you uh, you you put one up for the defenders. And uh, as always, support your local feed store.